It ain't that fucking hard, guys. We ain't building a rocket. We're getting guys over in a fake fucking business. With a fresh look through experienced eyes at forgotten matches and unknown classics, this is the Piece of Business Podcast with Glenn and Jeremy. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Piece of Business Podcast. My name is Jeremy at EPL and NFL. Joining me, as always, my pal from across the ocean, the barroom brawling, disco dancing, dynamite stretching, intercontinental playboy. Folks, he's more over than a loaded handbag. The bestest of the besties at GA WrestleNet, Glenn Abbott. How are you, sir? Not too bad, considering the week I've had, and we're in the middle of a blizzard at the moment, which is not too pleasant. Yeah, <laughs> I've uh, noticed on several of the uh, European soccer games that I've watched this weekend a, uh, a, a snowfall or a sleet or some other weather phenomenon. It's pretty nasty over there, huh? It certainly is, yep, and we've got proper snow. It's down. Oh, uh, it's about three or four inches at the moment. Yeah, is, that qualifies as a proper snow. Um, what uh, does? How does uh, your area of town handle that sort of thing? Does the? I mean, you're pretty much shut down with the COVID anyway. But uh, yeah, I don't know around around here. If we get a half an inch every ten years, people freak out. <laughs> We're not quite that bad because they do. They're quite quite used to. Um, this area handles it better than when I used to live in London. In London, you, you get a couple of flakes and, and the whole place just stopped. But uh, here, everybody just sort of gets on with it. I've seen cars and people sliding about this morning already around by me. Oh, yikes. Yeah, no, when I, uh, uh, I guess this would have been back in 2000 and, oh, goodness, maybe three, when I lived in Dallas, uh, we had a valentine's day snow and it was a pretty rough one and i had literally bought a new truck about two days before that and uh, i was terrified i wasn't about to take it on the road because yeah i saw people sliding everywhere and yeah. that just my luck to buy a new vehicle and, and kill it in a <laughs> dallas snowstorm but uh yeah we don't we don't handle the snow around here very well and uh we're still Seven or eight years away from our next one, so we ought to be all right. Yeah, we do, we don't, and we get it regularly. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a it's a typical British thing of ah, it's weather. Yes, we get weather. <laughs> well, you know, it's better. It's better than the torrential rains and flooding that y'all had recently. Yep, that'll be back again as well because once this all melts, yeah, then the yeah, flooding the will be back again. Yep. <laughs> Well, today's a, uh, a unique American-style holiday. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but we have this game over here called football. I do. And uh, today is the Super Bowl. It is the championship game of our professional this, football league. This, uh, is the one, this is the one day of the year where I allow you to call it football. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be up watching that tonight. We have it. We we actually have it live on the BBC. So I'll be up watching that. With uh, I've not uh, okay. because of the antibiotics and everything. I won't be imbibing or overeating. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a tradition with me. To, if I'm if if I'm not working the next day to watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, 
So was that dumb? Yeah, it's always good. You know, even if you don't have a dog in the fight, I mean, I'm not uh, a particular fan of, of either one of the teams or uh, any of the individuals on the teams. Um, but, you know, it, it's just a American tradition. That's what everybody does. Everything shuts down pretty much. And on uh, the Monday following is usually the day of the year where most people call in sick to work. Yeah, Um I'm interested in neutral because it's a battle of the old veteran against the the, the new young bucks as the quarterbacks. Everything is pro wrestling. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a pro wrestling story, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm gonna watch it, of course, but I don't have any plans to uh, overindulge in anything. But we'll see. I will make the prediction here and now that it will be Kansas City thirty. Tampa Bay, 24. Mm, I'm, I, I think it'll be close. I think it'll be the Bucks the other way around. I think okay, there'll be four points. I think there'll, there'll just be like four points in it. But I, I'm going to go with the old experience and go with the Bucks. All right. Fair enough. We'll see. Uh, hopefully it's close. I mean, for us that are, are neutral in this kind of situation, we just want it to be a good game. We want it to be close. Uh, I don't want it to be a... A blowout at halftime or anything like that. That's it. Make it not so interesting to finish the game. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully it's close. And uh, we'll see how the uh, NFL books their title fight. Um, but, anyway, speaking of title fights, we had a at least one title fight this weekend. I watched – or this week. I watched MLW and NXT UK this week. I know you did too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about MLW this week? Um, my Jack Stars Jobber of the Week comes from <laughs> MLW this week. The guy from the Sumerian Death Squad. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he got dealt with pretty, pretty handily. That was a lovely squash match. And bits kept falling off of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was a case of go out there and get squashed, but you know, it doesn't matter. Nobody's going to know you, but then suddenly bits started falling off his costume. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hilarious. Yeah, a little wardrobe malfunction there, but uh, no, that was a good squash. You know, a lot of times we're, we get squashes these days if it's a, a giant in the ring doing the squashing, you know, and uh, – Jordan Oliver is not a giant. No. Uh, he's a tall fella, but he's not a giant. Uh, you know, so it's nice to see these sort of uh, middleweight guys get squash matches to get themselves over. And uh, that's what it's all about, trying to get yourself over. Hey, I like that match a lot. Um, for me, the highlight of the show uh, always is Selena De La Renta, and she was back. And as you know, she is over you, with me. You lucky uh, devil. You've got two lots of her this week. That's right. You've you bemoaned them last week for not having her on. So what did they do? They gave you two lots of her this week. That's right. They gave us a sit-down interview with her, and uh, they gave us a uh, match where she was with Los Parks, who are the MLW Tag Team Champions. And she came out to the ring with them, and figured into the decision as always as she should she's the heel manager yep 
But uh, it was a great finish on that one. Um, kind of a uh, uh, distract the referee and uh, uh, her henchman fellow helped Los. Or no, that's what it was. It was the the switcheroo. They did the, the old switch uh, yeah. Sparks under the rain gimmick. Yep. And more dodgy refereeing in MLW. How the referee could not spot the switch. They weren't even dressed in the same costumes, let alone be the same size. <laughs> Completely different. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, what they're doing with the MLW referees, I mean, they're telling us a, a story there. It's it's very interesting what's going on with, with that whole situation. But yeah, the uh, the third park, uh, yeah, I mean, immediately looks nothing like the one that was actually in the match. <laughs> It was well executed. Yeah. I don't I couldn't understand why he's even bothered to be under the ring. Yeah, he might as well just be standing right. at ringside and he just hopped in. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to make it too obvious. <laughs> yeah. You know, but hey, you know, give give Serena credit, right? She oh, yeah. Selena credit. She's the mastermind. So she she got the result that she needed with her boys. Yeah. Um, and these, there was another switcher. Yeah, go ahead. These Latina girls are such good managers because they are so good at emoting emotion. They go through every bump and every joyous moment as though it matters to them. You're exactly right. Yeah, she's <laughs> absolutely killing it uh, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, very interested to see what else they do with her going forward in her group. Um, yeah, but I was going to say another switcheroo on the show happened in the Hammerstone and Madge Kruger backlay brawl. Again, what was Hammerstone doing? He should, I know he didn't, I, I know he sussed it, but it's the minute that he picked the guy up, he thought, I haven't got, got this seven foot geezer here. There's something definitely wrong. Yeah, I mean, you would think, you know, but you have to, you know, maybe it was it was dark out there. <laughs> no, uh, mind you, it was that that was it was for one of those matches that was sort of set in a builder's yard, which most product most promotions do at one point or another went down the line. It was a good one, though. Those gates actually looked like they were real gates and actually hurt, and that, yeah. that was typical yeah, MLW. Really that did, was. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't look like uh, working gates. No, there was nothing gimmicked about that at all, I don't think. No, no. I mean, I got to say, I mean, they they had me fooled. I mean, like, when he, he picked them up and slammed them and got the pin, mm. and I thought, wow. And that's – that's that's he just went over him one, two, three, just like that. I mean, I was fooled. I didn't realize it was the wrong guy <laughs> until Hammerstone realized it was the wrong guy. Yeah. <laughs> it worked on me. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. as you say, it was dark. It was dark outside. Yeah. <laughs> but that just continues that because, I mean, you know, then we have, you know, Kruger, uh, you know, uh, carried Hammerstone off at the end. So we'll see what happens there. They're, to me, they're doing a good job of stretching that out. Mm -hmm. They've had those two have a couple of uh, matches so far and really no conclusion uh, to any of them. They had one where they – uh, fought off at the uh, end of the show. They had this one. So, I mean, to me, they're doing a good job of 
stringing it along. You know, they don't, they didn't want to um, have that feud finish too quickly. So I, I think it's working. No, I don't. I I actually think that they'll hang on. They'll keep this feud going until they're ready for Hammerstone to challenge Fatu for the title, and then they'll put the title. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's the right thing to do. I mean, in the meantime, you can feed other guys to Fatu uh, between now and then. I mean, Hammerstone definitely is the, the destined champion at some point. Uh, but, yeah, you can feed other guys to Fatu. They're, so, I mean, I think I'm, they're really doing a good job with that overall. And, you know, overall, I thought it was another good episode of MLW. Um, again, Selena makes the show for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just everything else on the show works when she's there doing her part. Um, so yeah, overall, I really thought it was another great effort from MLW. I think that I don't know whether you, what you think on it. I oh, I was, I was somebody else there. I thought I could hear it. I thought I could hear an echo. I thought it was me. Um, I think they go. They're looking uh, to buy out sort of the um, Azteca. What is it? Azteca. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh shoot! Um, and doing a sort uh, of a luch, and doing a sort of a lucha underground thing within MLW. They they may be doing that. Um, I mean that's it was as yeah it's Azteca Underground that's, that's it. what it's called yeah um, and yeah I mean maybe um, I mean there's certainly different rules involved with Selena's group just because I mean even in the match the tag match before the third Los Park got involved it was basically uh, a Mexican style tornado tag match that's right um, you know they didn't even really really try to have a traditional tag match. They're kind of doing their own thing. So, I mean, it could be, it could be that she's going to bring in that other group and have a sort of, um, Lucha underground type situation there. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the, that's the feeling I'm getting from it anyway, at the moment. Yeah. And that's fine. That, that's yeah. fine. It adds more layers to it, you know? Yeah. I'll be quite happy with that. Cause I never got to see much Lucha underground. So, Everybody thought up until yeah. it was up until it was pulled that it was good. So if it helps get yeah, more eyes, if it helps get more eyes on MLW, then all, all the better. Agree, agree. It was good because it was different. You know, you knew you were you were watching a show about a pro wrestling promotion with some sort of weird, mystical, supernatural elements thrown in you know it wasn't like you were just watching a pro wrestling show you were watching a show about a pro wrestling show um yeah it was different and i think if they can incorporate that in mlw that would be great like you say i mean if it increases eyes that's what they need and hopefully they can do that which Um, is what what nxt uk this week uh it is a good show Good solid show. It's uh, um, I like the idea of Dave Mastiff coming out to take up the challenge, the two o five challenge for, for yeah, Jordan right. Devlin. <laughs> oh, 
that was unexpected. That was good. I was expecting some, you know, uh, cruiserweight type person to come out, but uh, that is not that. Uh, I like Mastiff because he's like he's like a, a, a he's like a, a more interesting and not silly Otis. That's right. Oh yeah, no, he, yeah, he's de- he's definitely a, a, a lot more interesting than Otis. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know they could be body doubles almost in a way, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's he doesn't uh, act like the Kool Aid Man. No, um, he was part of a a faction back in in the early days of Progress, and they were really, really good. Yeah, were very, yeah, he, very he good. He and Devlin had a good match this week. That's for sure. They did, they did, and the women's match that was decent as well it was and you know I, I, there are a lot of 90 uh, year old women in the mid-south territory who'd be happy to see that loaded handbag yeah, yes that brick shaped right. <laughs> I wonder what could be in that <laughs> yeah, won't be super lipstick, I promise. yeah yeah I thought that was great I, uh, I was glad to see that result you know I think they need to keep um, keep Brookside uh, humble a little bit and make her fight from from below. And you know they need a good another top baby face uh, woman wrestler on the show. And I, mean, I think she's the one. Oh yeah. But you know make her fight from underneath. You know That's let it. her get past Samuels first. Yeah, yeah. Um, I absolutely love Nina Samuels. I've done from her early days. Eve. she's such a good character. And we've got two of them now on NXT UK with her and Ginny both doing their top work. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, and you don't, and they're they're similar, but they're not so similar that they're the same. That's it. That is exactly it. No, you know, which is you know, this is just kind of a tangent. But as I was fast forwarding through SmackDown this week, you know, they had at one point they had Sasha and Carmella and Bianca all in the ring at the same time. And they're all basically the same character. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're all basically the, the cocky, arrogant, I'm better than you, that sort of person. Uh, but they're so, so similar that, you know, they might as well just be uh, one person. But I don't, I don't get that feeling with, with Nina and Jenny. No, no, definitely not. They, yeah, they're, they're, they both are very comfortable because they've done – those characters for so long on the indies before NXT UK came along, they're, they're both very comfortable in the characters that they've got. And that, that matters. I mean, cause they, they know who they are and they, you know, worked those gimmicks uh, on their own for a while. And they're not necessarily being told who they are. They already know who they are. That's it. That is the good. That is, that is the difference between NXT, the main rosters, and NXT UK is that NXT UK talent are being given their head. You're actually seeing the people come up on NXT UK, the the likes of us that used to go to the independent shows, used to see on those independent shows. You're not seeing altered images of them. Yeah, you're seeing them as they were. They're just... Um, a lot more refined than they were perhaps, you know, uh, working a progress show five years ago, you know, they've just, they've rubbed, they've, they've, they've smoothed out all the rough edges, but they're still 
who they are. They know who they are. That's it. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. Um, what'd you think about, uh, uh, we mentioned Jenny a second ago. She came out with Joseph Connors this week and, uh, had a good little match with the Josh Morrell. He's kind of like the, uh, Josh Morrell's kind of like the, the, the job guy that they let get some stuff in. That's the one. Um, yeah. You no, know, uh, I personally, I think, you know, if the, if the, if the goal of the match was to get Joseph Connors over, uh, which it was, uh, I think they, they could have maybe done it a little quicker, a little more decisively, but if it's Josh Morrell, he's going to get his stuff in. Oh yeah. He's, yeah. They're, he's they're, not bad. He's good. No, <laughs> no, I, I, I think that, uh, um, he's doing, he's one of those, he's like Jack stars. He's doing a, a good job filling in for the guys that, uh, because of the situation at the moment, they can't have that many people involved. So the ones that they've got, uh, and you're having to rely on those couple of, you can't even really, I know jokingly I have my Jack Stars jobber of the week, but you can't really say that they're jobbers. They would be decent mid-card on most promotions. Yeah, yeah. They're not jobbers in the sense like we would get on uh, uh all the old NWA show in 1986 where Arn Anderson would go in and beat a guy in 90 seconds. You know, it. It's not no. that kind of jobber. <laughs> no, no, they are going to get their, you know, they are going to get their licks in. They're going to do that, get their, get their spots. Um, yeah. Yeah. But you and know, they, even, they, and they look believable getting it in too. You know, that's they're, right. they're good. They're very good, you know, uh, but just they're there to, uh, to lay down and, and, and they do. And, and yeah. Um, uh, He's he's a good one, Josh Morrell. I mean, he he might be five years away, but uh, he's he's got something. Yeah, he's only young. No, he he, he definitely he coming he's coming into the uh, the WW, WWE process at a good time. Yeah, as far in his career anyway. Yeah, so he can only get better. Hopefully, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think of uh, our boy uh, Ilya's match this week? I love what they're doing, really. I really do. And to, <laughs> to uh, add a little bit of a mix to it was absolutely, you know, the way he can change character from one minute to the next. He's doing the sort of fiend thing without the mask. Yeah, 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 and then you know, I, I, uh, I agree. I mean, he's killing it right now. He's he's must watch TV for me anytime he's going to be on. Yeah, have to watch what he's doing. He's doing really good stuff. I just hope that anybody that's booked in a match with him gets double pay. Yes, yeah, you know you you know you get stiff shots, and you know you're going to get beaten at some point. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, who was he in there with this week? Um, T-Bone, Tyson T-Bone. T-Bone. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, T-Bone, I like him. He's good, and you know, he's tough, and he can take the shots. But, man, he, he like I said, hopefully he got uh, double wages uh, for that match. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think NXT was a great show this week, NXT UK. Again, uh, for me, both NXT UK and MLW, they don't uh, insult me as a wrestling fan. Um, there's nothing, not a – thing that's silly on either one of the shows um the work is good it's crisp the stories are good that you can tell they're going places with them they're being consistent they're not starting something one week and dropping it the next um they're, they're both really really compelling shows 
And I uh, know I did not watch AEW this week. Uh, I believe you said earlier off air that you did. Um, tell me a little bit about AEW. I didn't see a lick of it this week. Yeah. Yeah, AEW. I really. Uh, the thing I've got with AEW is they're taking. Everybody's going on about how great it is. Um, don't get me wrong. Uh, it's absolutely enjoyable, entertaining shows. But they're rehashing so much from WCW and WWE Stoke F from the 80s and 90s rather than coming up anything original. At least WWE are putting out original content, AEW at the moment, they even went into a kidnap angle this week. It's... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 who, who's, who's kidnapping who? Um, oh, what's his name? The little one. Um, okay. <laughs> Marco Stunt. Marco Stunt. Uh, he's, he's been kidnapped by FTR. Yeah. Oh, FTR, F better than that. FTR, okay, yeah, they've got him chained up. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, oh, to to oh. what end? Why did they do it? Oh, they're tormenting um, the Jungle Express, that's why. Uh, I don't know. You know. Jungle Boy is so over. Uh, they really need to stop all the nonsense and just let him have a decent singles run. All it's going to take, and I've said this from week one of AEW, all it's going to take is for uh, the dinosaur guy to throw him about five rows into the arena, turn on him, and then Jungle Boy, you rocket ship him, and he's a star. He's That's a star. it. It is a star. You know, they, they've, bought the, they've bought the rights to Baltimore as Tarzan Boy music, yeah. and it's the ideal theme for him. Uh, I know I know that it's a sort of a, a, a caged audience, but they all sing along, and you can imagine what it's going to be like when they actually get proper fans back in an arena when he turns yeah. up. It's going to be absolutely manic. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the guy's so good. And for this one week, we actually had a decent women's match. Oh, really? Who wrestled? Britt Baker. D DDR or DD whatever a dentist is called over there, yeah, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> and yours and mine. Did yes, I had <laughs> I had worked that out by now. <laughs> who, who is she in with? Thunder Rosa. Oh, outstanding! See, that's something I've got it recorded. See, to me, that's something I would go back and watch. Yeah, you need to watch it. Um, I've not been a big fan of Britt Baker. Uh, I'm. I what I saw one of her matches when she was when she came over, and she was doing a tour of the UK, and she worked a match at, and uh, I think it was Wrestle Queendom, and maybe Wrestle Queendom too. It was one of the big. It was one of the big tournaments that Eve put on, and they had her on the bill, um, and she was really good in that, and then. Watching her since she's been on AEW, it's been like a shadow of that person. But 
this week against Sander Rosa, you could see that person coming back. Yeah, you know, when you get her you get her in there with the right person, I mean, she's got something. You know, yeah. she's not bad at all, you know. And uh, uh, putting her in there with Rosa, especially if, if Rosa's kind of uh, uh, leading the match and calling it even, uh, there's no reason to think that that wouldn't be a good match. That's right. No, it was an excellent match. Well, yeah, that's good. That's uh, that's something I may have to go back and check out. Uh, I just don't get the, the kidnapping thing. I mean... I, why? Why won't FTR just beat the crap out of Stunt? Why do they have to kidnap? <laughs> him? <laughs> <laughs> leave him by the side of the road. I don't. Yeah. What is the point of Stunt anyway? <laughs> I mean, what's the, what's the point of kidnap? Is it is it to draw Jungle Boy and Luca Luchasaurus into a match? I, They're the baby faces. Yeah. They're not going to run from a match. No, no, especially not against FTR. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's yeah. You see, that's what I was talking about earlier. You know, with MLW and UK, they don't insult me as a wrestling fan. And you know that what you're describing with that FTR angle that that is insulting. That's yeah, not good. No. Um, and the other thing was is after watching the Royal Rumble, which I actually think would be really amiss if we didn't go back to last Sunday and discuss a bit yeah. of that. Um, is that they started they with a rumble, basically clusterfuck. <laughs> this way. Okay. And you think, why? Why are you doing it? You know, you're supposed to be saying that you're better than the other lot. Why are you matching them? Or doing something that actually shows why the Royal Rumble is such a great idea and normal rumbles in general aren't. So they, they actually had a Royal Rumble-type match on the show this week? Well, they had a Rumble, basically with everybody in the ring. Okay. Um, it was a number one contendership for the tag team title. That's called lazy booking. Yeah. Yeah. So they basically had all the tag teams in there, and all it was was it gave uh, a, a chance for Jericho to not do a lot and go over ah i see <laughs> it's jericho yes yeah i don't know why they just didn't leave him on commentary and you know, those shows when he was on commentary were so good and now uh, they've got him back in the ring and there it goes spiraling into the ground yet again yeah yeah i don't know i mean you know, I, I like to think that he's he's some brilliant mastermind and he's working some incredible gimmick right now but he's not no he's not that. no <laughs> no i just uh, you know i so want to i, I there, there's nothing wrong with both aew or wwe the, a bit of good storytelling couldn't put right, but there just seems to be no good storytelling amongst either of them. Um, but you won't be able to, you can't sort of tell either side that everybody's sort of wearing their blinkers. And you, you know, if you say it's one side, then the other, oh, you're so, you're so for the WWE. And if you say, well, WWE, oh, you're so AEW. Yeah, it's very, very tribal. It is. It's unbelievable. You know, I, it's, as I put on the Bestie chat the other day, 
I was uh, watching Choco Pro, which is a Emmy Sakura's uh, yeah. women's promotion yeah. over in Japan. Uh, she has an Indian guy as a head trainer, and because he speaks very good English as well, he does sort of all the administration and all the chats and everything. And you get people abusing him in the chat because he sat there and said, "I watched the Royal Rumble and I thought it was good." Yeah. Wow! And this yeah. guy's an expert. Yeah. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's perfectly reasonable to criticize all the shows, but it's also perfectly reasonable to praise aspects of all the shows. You know, it doesn't have to be all or nothing for each thing. Yeah, and you certainly can't criticize. Somebody with the credentials that he, he's Emmy Sakura's top trainer. The guy right, knows what he's right. talking about. Right, right. As if, yeah, yeah. The, the, the fans sitting in their basement on their couch uh, thinks that they know so much more than this guy. Right? Yeah, right. that's it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's crazy, you know, but uh, it's just the tribal day, you know, the tribal nature of the internet wrestling community, you know, but you, you mentioned the, uh, the Royal Rumble from oh. last week, and uh, man, I thought it was really good. I think we did pretty well on our predictions. We didn't hit them all, but uh, but uh, we would have made money on the night if we were uh, betting this thing. Nothing, nothing wrong with being swerved a couple of times. There is nothing uh, wrong with that at all. It, it's nice to be um, it, for it to be that unpredictable. Yeah, I, I did not have Edge. I don't know anybody that had said that had predicted Edge. No, uh, um. With both rumbles that have four people in at the end, where it could have been any four of them. That's yeah, I, and that's all. That's all you can ask for. I mean, if you're if you're sitting through that thing for an hour or so, waiting to get to that point, you know, if you get down to the end and it could be any of them uh, as a viable winner, that's all you can ask for. I thought it. they were both very well done. Yeah, the whole both sh- the whole show again. Uh, WWE pay-per-view carrying on from last year absolutely magnificent yeah, just they, come... always, they always do well on it you know the, for me the only hiccup on the show was uh uh paul Heyman not knowing how to work handcuffs <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh, <laughs> but that could have been that could have been dealt with better as well yeah <laughs> Yeah, that could have been dealt with better, but you know, it still it still worked out. You know, it was fine, yeah. and uh, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see what they do with uh, with Roman and KO going forward. I mean, I did watch those portions of SmackDown last night, and uh, uh, Roman and Edge and KO were all in the ring at the same time. Um, that's all I'll say about that. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, overall, you know, Royal Rumble, another great WWE pay-per-view. They always seem to um, pull it together when it matters the most. And we had uh, we had the women's one called pretty pretty well too. I mean, we were both high on Rhea or uh, Bianca, Bianca winning the thing. Mm-hmm. They were the last two. Although I do think Bianca's feet touched the floor. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think you can go back and and pause it at a certain moment, and both of them are on the floor. But hey, uh, we'll just say the referee missed it. Yeah. <laughs> but again, uh, there was a point where also I think that uh, Rears were as well. Maybe when they first when they when they first went over, 
because because Rhea is such a tall girl, I uh, I think she hit she was really struggling. She was sort of with tippy toes with both feet trying to keep off uh, off the yeah. floor. I think if you really slowed it down and put it through VAR, then the decision would have gone to Bianca anyway. But yeah, yeah, I think you know both Ray and Bianca is not quite as tall as Ripley, but she's yeah. still pretty tall too. Yeah. As, you know, compared to a lot of the women on the roster. Um, so yeah, I mean, it can be tricky for a taller person to how to pull that spot off. I, if there one criticism I have about both of the matches was that there were too many of those. Oh no, I almost touched the floor spots. That is what I was about to say. There was a too lot of, of yeah, there were too many of them. And by the time that they did that spot at the end there, I think that the ropes were a bit too flexible. May have been. Um, been. That that, that was part of the reason that both of them nearly touched the floor or did touch the floor and it got ignored is because there was too much give in the ropes because there have been so many people hanging off the ropes before they went over. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that, but you may be... You know better than I how those ropes work, so well, maybe <laughs> I don't know how the WWE done it because it's been a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, most indie promotions, um, certainly the more responsible ones like Progress, we used to run around with a spanner and tighten up the turnbuckles between each match. That's smart. Yeah, because you, know, you can't risk having the... You know, it's happened occasionally. Uh, it, it happened to Dan Reed, and <laughs> poor, poor lads had to come off commentary and start running around looking for a, a, a wrench to uh, to fix his ringer game in the middle of a match where the turnbuckle gate actually um, the bolt that fixed the turnbuckle actually shredded halfway oh, through wow. a match, and the middle ropes came out. <laughs> Yeah, you see, that's why it makes sense that there's a toolbox under a wrestling ring. Well, that's it, yeah. It absolutely must be. Now, you know, a, a flaming uh, barbed wire baseball bat? Maybe not. No, but, uh, no, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, there has to be a toolbox yeah, there, there somewhere because you need it. Absolutely, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, good show overall, and, you know, I'm – Interested to see uh, where they go with Rhea uh, and Bianca. Um, on SmackDown, like I mentioned, Bianca and uh, Sabka, Carmella were all in the ring at the same time. So uh, there may be something going on with those three. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens with Rhea. Um, if she's off of the Wednesday show for good, uh, we'll see. But uh, she's got star written all over her. Uh, uh, you and I are both high on her. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I've been a, again. Somebody else that uh, I saw in the, the the Eve ranks that's come up. Um, the girl done good. Yes, she has. Yes, she has. So we'll see what they've got uh, I, in store for her. Uh, Glenn, love, watch a little wrestling. Just before that, I'd just like, like to say, uh, I'd love to go back to one of my early fantasy. DDT drafts where I was picking women and you were all going, who's she? <laughs> What's who's this woman? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's now, you, now you'll now now you'll know who they are. <laughs> Absolutely. 
absolutely. Uh, see, you know, <laughs> the, the, the DDT draft every summer, I always learn about people that I have never heard of before. Yeah, yeah well, you're hearing more and more about the ones. <laughs> we're, we're, I'm running out of uh, new ones now, especially at right. the moment. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> because uh, uh, your ability to surprise us is uh, slowly running out. Yeah. You know, we're catching up to you. I'm hoping that uh, by next year it'll be I'll be able to get out and about and go and watch some shows and pick up some new names again. I hear that, <laughs> man. It's it's time. If there's anything wrestling needs more than anything right now, it's a live crowd. And I don't care what promotion it is, the first time that they get a live crowd in their building, it's going to be bananas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've already said to Dan, I, I've booked my seat for the first live show that Eve do that's got a crowd again. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It's going to be going to be something, but uh, what do you say? We watch a little wrestling now. I, I think we'll talk. We'll let the uh, guys from DDT have their little say, and then we'll do some talking about. So, uh, sounds good. We will be right back. DDT wrestling is about friendship and wrestling and making a fool out of yourself. I'm DC Matthews. I'm Doc Manson. And I'm DC Matthews. No, you're GQ. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm GQ. Each week, three longtime friends catch up on their lives and talk about whatever comes to mind, often about wrestling. The conversations come from our hearts and from our butts. We do not talk out our butts. Well, sometimes we talk from our butts. We've been wrestling fans for decades. So if you like the Piece of Business podcast, you'll probably like us. Probably. I like you. Thanks, GQ. DDT Wrestling, available from your favorite podcast apps. All right, today's piece of business, we're going to get in the Wayback Machine and go back to 1986. We're going to visit the world of sport and see a match between Marty Jones and a young William Regal. Uh, you have, I promise anybody watching this with this, excuse me, never seen William Regal like this. Excuse me. Um, don't you mean Roy Regal? <laughs> oh, excuse me. I don't know what I'm talking about. I must have watched <laughs> something different. You're right. Yeah. This is Roy Regal, Roy Regal versus Marty Jones. Yeah. Uh, I'm ready, Glenn. I'll give the countdown. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one play and, and there we have marty jones in the ring and apparently he's gonna wrestle rod stewart yes that's a yeah that's a, young, a rod stewart? it's a it's a young roy regal um i think people will recognize who it is though when you get a close-up of it does look very much like rod stewart there that mullet <laughs> is something else me and Ryan, same, same hairstyle, for sure. Especially standing there next to poor old Max Cabtree that hasn't got a hair on his head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this is, uh, this, this is, there's Marty Jones. He, I believe, at this time was the middleweight champion. He was. Um, he's... So he's the veteran, the established superstar in this match, champion, world of sport. And there we have. The one and only Roy Regal. Uh, 
you can kind of recognize who it is by his profile a little bit, uh, yeah. but certainly not the William Regal that many of us know. No, no, and or, or Stephen Regal even. Or Stephen Regal, no, absolutely. <laughs> Any of the other Regals. Yeah. Uh, he is uh, 18 years old here. Yeah, just off of... I think... It's amazing to look at him to think that at this point he was still doing shoot wrestling as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this, uh, did I hear it correctly? This was his first televised match. It was. He's only been, he had only been wrestling, um, as in like this style six months. Okay. And this is uh, interesting. This is a handicap match. It's a uh, gimmick match on World of Sport. We don't get those too much. No, no. Uh, they give the young lad a first, his first fall. So he's already one up. Yep. And, uh, you know, again, in this style of wrestling, you had uh, – it was a multiple fall situation. Uh, you had to win a certain number of falls to win the match. Yeah, two and falls. Here they get the, two submissions to decide the winner. They give the younger one up. He's one up on Marty Jones already. Yeah, so Marty's got to win two falls. Regal's only got to get one. And you see some good good countering here, trying to uh, each man gain the advantage. Nice toss by Jones there. Um, uh, What about – because they build him from Blackpool. I mean, he's always been built from Blackpool. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, he, he, he actually. Be- um, like, does Blackpool have a reputation of being sort of a rough and tumble place? It's the, especially back then, was entertainment capital of the north of England. Um, it's. Uh, I can hear myself. Can you move your mic just slightly? Yeah. Better. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's better. Um, okay. Yeah, it, it, it was in it, very much the, ent- the northern ent- entertainment capital of the con- of the country. Uh, people would go there on their holidays and visit the famous Blackpool Tower. And in the, in the autumn, they'd have the Blackpool Alliance along the the, uh, the coast front on the on the promenade, which is a mile long, the Blackpool Mile. They have it lit up all during the winter months. So yes, everybody knew where exactly. So, to living in Blackpool, you were basically an entertainer at one time or another, or in the or basically in the so entertainment. Is sense. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that was a nice spot there where he did the drop down yeah. and. Uh, uh, Jones dropped down beside him. Uh, that's just a veteran getting one over on the rookie. That's a it. good spot to see. And again, you know, when you watch these world sports style matches, um, there there's a lot of mat wrestling, a lot of grappling, a lot of trying to catch somebody in a hold, but uh, not resting. I mean, they're working no, these holds yeah. as they should. Everybody's trying to work their way out of whatever their predicament they're in. Yep. And as you can see, you know, for somebody that's only six months in, you could see that the young lad had a lot of talent even back then. 
Yeah, it's really remarkable. Only six months in doing this style of wrestling uh, that he's already mm. uh, this crisp on a lot of what he does. You can tell uh, that you know, he, he's he's got something. Uh, hopefully, I would imagine everybody um, realized that back in the day that uh, uh, this guy was headed somewhere. How long was he working? See, this was 86. So how long was he there before he came over? Um. I think it was early nineties. This, uh, so I think he was working for about ten years before he. Uh, yeah, so I'm just top of my head. Cannot recall when he first showed up in uh, in WCW. Um, but between between then, between at this point in '86 and then, he had certainly beefed up. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. He, uh, he looks like he needs to eat a few pies every night. Mm-hmm. Which for a, a young lad from the north of England is amazing how svelte he looks. <laughs> <laughs> pies and pints. You don't have to encourage them twice. Right. And a lot of these world of sport wrestlers, they are more physically like Marty Jones. They're no. not particularly tall. They're... Um, they're stocky. They're thick. Um, a lot of the ones that we've seen uh, since doing uh, this podcast are more uh, visually like Marty Jones. I think you can uh, so say. Here, yeah. It's just a shocking difference. You know, I think how big and lanky he is. I think you can say, as a lot of people have, they've got dad bodies. Yeah, dad bods for sure. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of it. There's a lot that. that not a lot of work being done in the gym. Let's put it that way. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, they're taking their break here again. This is a world of sports style, so they have rounds, uh, just like a boxing match would have rounds. They get a little sip of water. They get toweled off. Uh, Regal perhaps checked his mullet in a mirror there, make sure yeah. it's still luscious and luxurious as it is. And it is. Uh, but at this point in the match, Jones really starts to take over. It's like he's had enough of this young kid, and he's gonna, yeah, uh, yeah show him a few things. <laughs> yeah, he's let him out his time. Yeah. They go for the pin attempt here, but he's yeah, in the ropes. Right. Has to Turn break. Rook. Rookie mistake from the the veteran. Yeah, he should have known better there. Should have yeah. known better. Boom! That's a great whip in. That's how you whip somebody in. You don't yeah. touch the back of their head and push them forward. No. You sling them some bitches in the in the corner. And you saw the re if very quickly you saw the regal selling there that expression yeah. on his face that he he perfected over the years. Yep, you're exactly right. That's how it's done. Those backbreakers look like they hurt. Yeah, I don't <laughs> see his face there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is where, uh, where do I, why did I let myself in for this? <laughs> how much would uh, how much would he have been paid for this match? Oh, um, could be Not anything enough. for a team. <laughs> for it's a TV taping, so it could be anything between ten and fifty pound. Yeah, well. Decent night's work. Oh, yeah. So we saw there 
Marty Jones catch Regal with a pretty stiff drop kick. We're going to see a replay of that. Referee is checking on him now. Uh, here comes the replay. I think Jones up. Boom, right in the ear. Takes Roy Regal down. And the match is called right there. Yeah, so, I think I, I actually think uh, he caught his shoulder there and that's pulled something. Could have been. They're uh, they're working the, the jaw like they that's where they got him, but Jones checking in on him there. Um, that is a very world of sports style, a very respectful exchange between the two competitors. Not a lot of heel babyface work in that match or in no. a lot of world sport matches, but definitely a, a veteran rookie dynamic there. And uh, I think people can see even six months in that – Old Regal, that Roy Regal kid, he's got something. Yeah, that was the main reason for that. I, I hadn't, I forgot about that match until I came across it the other day when I was looking for something, and I just thought it will be a good one just to show the old William Regal as he was as a young lad. I'm glad you chose it. Like I said earlier, I have never seen Regal like this, and I doubt no. very many. <laughs> no, um, you know the, it surprised me how quickly the match ended, which makes me think that there was a legit injury there. I think he missed time that drop kick. Yeah, I think you're probably right. And it was uh, called. It was audibly called as a as a count out. Plus, uh, yeah, he stayed down for the ten. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, but you know, it's it's professional wrestling. Stuff happens. Oh and, yeah, uh, the right guy won. Yeah. But uh, very good choice this week. I'm glad you glad you cho chose that one. Uh, any of our listeners who are Regal fans will appreciate that match for sure. Uh, something we haven't mentioned yet, and it'll be my choice of match next week. Uh, we lost Butch Reed this week. Yes. Um, so once again, it seems like all too often we're having to mention somebody that we have lost from the world of wrestling. And Doom. we won't say too much about Butch Reed. This week, but uh, I am most likely going to pick a Butch Reed match for next week, and we can talk about him a little bit then. Yeah, yeah, I loved him in Doom. Oh yeah, great in Doom, and and, and great, great before that. And mm -hmm. uh, we'll we'll talk about him next week with a uh, Butch Reed match. Uh, but that was it for today folks that was our piece of business uh glenn you got any uh shout outs this week just the usual ddt check them out and also awip uh always giving us always putting us over so yeah, shout out to those that. guys we appreciate that and uh and I, was, I was the fortunate winner of the uh Chris Jericho figure from their Royal Rumble contest. Yay! <laughs> that was uh, unexpected. I had forgotten that I was in that contest, but uh, glad that I won. Happy to have it. I uh, I thank the folks over at a Work in Progress for that. And uh, so we'll see when I get my Jericho figure in the mail. And uh, like Glenn said, everybody check them out. They are friends of the show. Uh, we hope we can put them over. Just as half as well as they put us over. And, so. and also, please check out on ddt.com, uh, DDT, DDT, DC's 
new tag team tournament where you could hear our advert. You can't hear it anymore on on the, the, the proper DDT show, but you can still hear it on there. So, uh, yep. Have a we, listen to We appreciate all the DDT boys. We appreciate them for everything that they do. So, yeah, we, we appreciate DC for playing that for us. Have a listen to buy the book. Yep. The tag team tournament. You will probably be hearing us two on there at some point again. I know you've already heard me once if you listen to it. So, uh, yes, indeed. Yes, look indeed. forward to those. Uh, Keep dropping. So, like I said, next week, folks, we will be looking at uh, something from the great, late great, unfortunately, Butch Reed. Uh, that'll be next week. Um, so, Glenn, unless there is anything else, I am Jeremy at EPL and NFL. He is Glenn Abbott at GA Russell Nut. If you're not following us, please give us a follow on Twitter at Piece of Business and on Instagram. Until next week, Glenn, say goodbye. Goodbye.